Welcome back, Odysseus family, to episode five of the Culture Podcast. Uh, really excited this week to talk to you guys a bit about some more in-depth engagement practices and strategies that I've used to try and speak to my audience a bit more efficiently. But before we get into that, I really want to uh, do my shameless plug, as always. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Odacia Clothing, spelled A-U-D-A-C-I-A underscore clothing on Instagram, and Odacia Co. on Twitter. All right, got that out the way. Now it's time to get to the good stuff. So this episode, I wanted to talk about ways I've attempted to engage my audience, how I do my best to get people around me to hear and listen to my message. And if you've heard any of from my past episodes, I want also people to interact with the brand. Uh, if you've been interacting with our brand, listening to podcasts, then you should know that our motto is making urban fashion accessible. For me and my business, that means offering creative, interesting clothing underneath a brand that doesn't have extremely high pricing, is a contributor to the arts and a community of creatives, and a platform for people to share and speak about their work. So that can be a lot to communicate over Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, but with consistency over time, you can get enough people to hear that message. Personally, I wanted to find a way to do that effectively, and here are some things that have uh, really worked for me in the past year. <clears throat> so one thing I'll say is to anyone out there who starts a brand, for me, it's a visual thing, clothing. So I spent a significant amount of time creating new content first. Um, whether that be your own podcast, art, clothing, weaving baskets, whatever it is that you do, uh, make a lot of it first, create a lot of it first, sit down and put in those long hours of developing an idea, hashing it out on paper, and then bringing it to fruition, and then repeating that process over and over so that you come out with a really solid product. The reason this comes first is that you need to give people something to engage with. So whatever it is that you make, make enough of it so that you can share it with the world. One other really important point that I continue to find myself coming back to even today is I need to, you need to dedicate time not only to making content, but learning how to improve and develop those skills. So when I first started off, I was really brand new to social media marketing. And that's something that I had to take the time to listen to other podcasts, to read books. I bought books about social media marketing and influencing and educating myself because when I become more aware of the different strategies, tactics that are used and have been successful for other people, I can better adapt those same things to my own marketing strategies and plans. So that's something that I really suggest everyone who wants to start their own brand to do is start to develop those skills and not only with the marketing side, but also your actual skill in the thing that you're making or creating. For me, it's clothing. I learned how to sew. I'm learning about pattern making. I'm learning about photo editing. I'm learning even more so now about audio and how I can record effective podcasts. So it's important that I improve those skills at the same time that I'm making the content. Here's a really helpful tip and something that I've done is set a schedule for your posts. Uh, one really amazing app that I got put onto only recently, which is pretty, pretty incredible, is uh, Crowdfire. 
that platform, it's an app that allows you to link all your social media accounts to a single platform where you can then schedule and post tweets, Instagram posts, Facebook posts, whatever it is, and put it on a schedule. So that's something that I really think is helpful for those of us who are busy. For anyone who listened to the last podcast episode where we interviewed uh, Chantel Farland and she spoke a lot about managing your real life versus your social media outreach efforts, Crowdfire is a great way for you to do that. You start on a Sunday or a Monday and schedule all your posts for the week. Boom, you're done. And you don't have to worry about sitting down and taking time out of your day to come up with the captions or the posts or finding what images to make. Rather, you can dedicate an hour of your day on Sunday or Monday for a whole week of content, which I think is extremely helpful and extremely useful. So definitely, definitely do that. Another great way to engage with your audience is remember that the people closest to you are still your audience. So reach out to your immediate friend groups, your close family, and don't be ashamed to ask them to give you authentic feedback. These are the people that are going to bear the brunt of your efforts at the beginning. Whether it be you're on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, these are the people who are going to be liking the posts initially. These are the people who are going to be retweeting and hyping you up. And it's important that you treat this group of people as a real audience. And don't be ashamed to ask them to share your content. This is my little caveat here too. This is where you're going to find out who your friends are, for real. Uh, People who are really down to see you succeed. And that's something that is can be surprising to a lot of people, but not a lot of people are down for you the way that you think they are or the way that they say they are, which can be really surprising to some. These are the people, like, you're gonna find out who the people are who are gonna bother to share, give you feedback, and they continue to support you. And the more that you work at whatever craft or brand growing efforts you have, you'll be very surprised at the number of strangers who are willing to help you out even more so than the people that know you directly. Uh, For those of you who started your own brands, who try to create something and make a business for themselves, they know exactly what I'm talking about. For those of you who are just getting started, uh, brace yourselves, but I definitely think this is an experience that will make you a better person uh, and a better business owner or business-minded person as well. So definitely take advantage of that honest feedback and don't let yourself be hurt too much by the reactions and sometimes lack of action or reaction from people that you consider to be close friends. But that being said, you also need to be able to show consistent improvement. This is another real great way to improve the engagement with your audience. People will see your personal brand or product improve in quality And this communicates that you're serious about what it is that you're doing. So the first post, like my posts from last year, don't look anything like my posts right now, right? Over the time, I've learned a lot about filters. I've learned about photo editing. I've learned about photography and lighting to the point where now I can take pictures that are higher quality with the same sort of camera and the same sort of equipment because I've grown in knowledge, right? But that also goes to saying a year ago, I didn't have a podcast. A year ago, I didn't have a website. You know, a year ago, I didn't have the same number of followers. So this growth, this consistent improvement is extremely important because the people who are with you at the beginning, 
will continue to rock with you and will be more likely to share your content with their friends if they see that you're improving and getting more professional as time passes. This is literally like you discovering that SoundCloud rapper and then five years later they get booked to be on tour and you're like, oh, I remember that person when they just got started. Like that is what you want the progression for your business to be like. And keep in mind, I said five years, like that's usually, like it takes time to grow something. For people who think they can get into a business and suddenly explode within a few months, like there are cases where that happens, but for the most part, you need to buckle in and really be aware that it's gonna take a lot of time, a lot of energy and consistent effort to get from where you're starting from to the place where you envision your brand or business being. Uh, one thing that I found really helpful to engage the audience is developing my elevator pitch. And when I say elevator pitch, it's like a one to two minute blurb about yourself and your business and why it's important and why someone should care. This allows you to really connect with people in a short amount of time. So when you're out in public and you're actually speaking to people in person, being able to, I can, I'm personally able to communicate what the brand is about, Odessia Clothing is about in about a minute and say, hey, check out our Instagram, check out our Twitter. And that has been a great way for me to actually gain some followers from real life people in real time. I mean, this is, well, this is just to become second nature to anybody, but always know how to plug yourself and know when it's appropriate to plug yourself and when oftentimes it may not be the appropriate space, but how to follow up later is also a really, really great skill to have. Um, the last thing that I'll say uh, is that while you develop your brand and content, don't neglect to develop your own personal life, like yourself. Uh, grow as a person. Read things that challenge your worldview. Continuously seek out new experiences and make a habit of self-reflection and practice thinking positively. These are the biggest things that I've learned in the past year is that you can have all the great plans in the world and you can be really excited, but if you're not confident that you can execute, then you're not gonna go anywhere. If you're not confident in your ability to create or confident in your ability to share your experiences with others, then people aren't gonna connect with you. I think that's the biggest thing that I've discovered is that people begin to really say, hey man, I really enjoyed that Instagram Live you did or hey, I really messed with episode one of the podcast or what have you, because I'm being real with people. And the only way you can come across as a real person to other people is if only at first you're able to be real with yourself. And that means a lot of self-reflection, a lot of smoking out your own BS about your ability to be productive, your ability to work. And that comes across in how you speak and engage with other people. Like I said before, all the hard work in the world means nothing if you don't believe in yourself. Develop a strong sense of self, develop a thick skin for meaningless criticism, and develop an attentive ear for constructive criticism. I'm gonna say that again. Develop a thick skin for meaningless criticism. You're gonna get hundreds of people who are gonna say that your stuff sucks and oh, it's not gonna go anywhere, oh, this is dumb, like you're wasting your time. Those are the sorts of comments that you need to be able to brush off. But 
when I say an attentive ear for constructive criticism, that means when someone says to me, hey, Christian, uh, I really like what you're doing with your brand, but I don't like the quality of your shirts. They're too like the material is too rough. Okay, that's an active point that I can then take and say, write that down and go, okay, maybe I can switch the materials up of what I get my shirts printed on and see what the reaction or response is. Right. Or people could say, hey, Christian, like, I really like your podcast, but it's too long. I can see what episodes that I record have the highest number of listens and gauge the amount of time that those episodes run and see if I can get my running times closer to that. Right. That's constructive criticism. Write down the things people say suck about your content and what you do and try to address them if you can. But be cautious, and this is something that I always like to say, not to fundamentally change your vision. Because sometimes people may not like what it is you're doing because they're not your intended audience. I'm not necessarily going to take um, advice from someone who doesn't like street fashion about my page or my clothing that I make. That's not something that the brand is for. And sometimes your brand isn't for somebody and that's fine. And you have to be able to identify that so that you're not fundamentally changing your vision to meet or respond to the criticisms of someone who's not going to be invested in your brand to begin with. And, you know, like I said earlier as well, before you're able to authentically engage with your audience, make sure you authentically engage with yourself. Always, always be honest with yourself about the work that you do about the clarity of your message and making sure that you believe in what you're saying because people can sense when you're not being true or being authentic. Even if they can't articulate it, they can feel it. So always, always do your best to hold your values close and try to communicate those values as clearly as possible when you're on any platform, whether that be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or in person. Because people remember the or people may not remember what you said or what you did, but they remember how you made them feel. And it's important for me that this brand is an inclusive, cool, engaging, and open platform for everyone to be able to experience urban fashion. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in this week. I really hope that this podcast can continue to grow and be a part of something that you engage with. Uh, we're going to try to continue to make these episodes consistent and weekly, and we're going to have some more guests on this podcast moving forward. I really hope that you guys continue to tune in. Uh, until next time, Odacia family.